welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. It was January 1896 and Mr. and Mrs. Walter Carpenter, owners of a local organ manufacturing company, hosted a fancy dinner party at the Brooks House. The Carpenters were prominent members of the community. They owned a mansion located at the north end of Main Street just above where Wells Fountain is presently located. In fact, the Carpenters were the ones who donated the land for the establishment of the Wells Drinking Fountain. Anyway, there were 125 guests at the dinner party. The Brooks House was decorated with exotic flowers and lighted with Japanese lanterns. An orchestra was present and dancing continued until late into the evening. According to a local newspaper, the party was termed by all the guests as one of the social successes of the year. However, the quotation from the paper which caught our attention was one of the largest and most elegant parties given in Brattleboro in a long time occurred at the Brooks House Wednesday evening. A company of 125 was present, and many extremely rich and handsome toilets were worn. That's right. Many extremely rich and handsome toilets were worn. How do you wear a toilet, and why would you want to wear one to an elegant party? It took our team of middle school researchers a little while to find the answer, but we think we have uncovered an explanation. Individual words have histories just like people and countries. Through the years, some words hardly change their meaning at all, while others go through extreme modifications. At one time, the French word toilet meant a fabric or cloth used to wrap clothes. In the late 1800s, women wore light fabrics to cover their formal dinner wear and when they traveled to stylish balls and gatherings. These light protective fabrics were known as toilets. By the early 1900s, the cloth used to cover ladies' dressing table was given the name toilet as well. Elegant homes set aside small rooms near bedrooms to serve as dressing rooms. Another name for the dressing room, where the toilet fabrics covered the dressing table, became the toilet. Fancier toilet rooms added washing facilities. During the first third of the 20th century, many toilet rooms also added indoor plumbing and the dressing room became the indoor outhouse. Within a few decades, the word once connected to dainty fabrics associated with women's gentility and grace had a whole new meaning. In 1896, at the elegant Brooks House dinner party, we think many extremely rich and handsome cloth coverings were worn to protect the fancy dressing gowns of the attendees. These cloth coverings were known as toilets. Splish splash, I was taking a bath Long about a Saturday night yeah. Rubbed up, just relaxing in the tub Thinking everything was alright Well, I stepped out the tub and put my feet on the floor I wrapped the towel around me and I opened the door And in a splish splash, I jumped back in the bath Well, how was I to know there was a party going on? There was a splishing and a splash Reeling with the feeling, moving and a grooving Rocking and a rolling, yeah, yeah In 1831, Ashel Clapp, a well-known carpenter, built a model home on Main Street. Mr. Clapp included as many modern features in the building as he could muster. It was the first house in Brattleboro to have a furnace and a bathroom. 
The brick house stood until 1966 when it was taken down to expand the Center Congregational Church. Brattleboro's sewer system probably began with the building of the clubhouse. A sewer pipe was laid as directly as possible to the Connecticut River. Townspeople began to abandon the old dry outhouses in favor of the indoor water closets, or what became known as toilets. These toilet rooms had running water and were connected to pipes that discharged waste into the nearest brook or river. It wasn't until 1967 that the Brattleboro Sewage Treatment Plant was built near the Irving Paper Mill along the Connecticut River. Twenty years earlier, in 1947, the first survey was made of sewage sewage treatment possibilities for the town. The first proposal was turned down at the town meeting vote in 1952. Brattleboro filed state paperwork in the late 1950s, so it would be possible to build a wastewater treatment facility. However, it took the better part of a decade to design, fund, and complete a sewer system and treatment plant for the community. One of the early engineers who visited Brattleboro to explore construction options shook his head and stated that he had only seen one other town in worse topographical shape than Brattleboro. That town was Proctor, Vermont. He believed that many hills and pockets of dense development in Brattleboro would make any design very challenging to implement. After many designs and location changes, the sewer system and treatment plant opened in December 1967. Wastewater from the toilets finally had a place to be processed before getting released into the Connecticut River. In 70 years, the story of toilets in Brattleboro evolved from items that were worn to protect fancy evening wear to items that discharged waste into the local sewage treatment plant. And some people claim that nothing ever changes in this town. We'd like to acknowledge local historian Dick Wellman. In 1971, he published a booklet entitled The Mystery, Wonder, and Magic of Plumbing Throughout the Ages. It was a cherished resource during research for this story. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.